from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans. And it didn't work. That thing's still going, isn't it? Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's you. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what the deal is with that. Just smack the button. It, it worked fine this afternoon. It did work. We tested it this afternoon. Everything was working. We had our techs in here going over it. And, and if you're listening to us on the podcast and not watching the video, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. So just ignore this part, which I added out of last week's show, by the way. Did you? Yeah. So if you listen to us on iHeartRadio or uh, Google or iTunes, whatever, you no idea. You didn't know that? No. You didn't know that the video kept playing and music kept going and you couldn't hear us talking for the first few minutes. So we apologize for that happening last week. Yeah. We fixed it this week. This is show number 99. Scott I Hammer, knew that. Ron Miller and uh, Kevin Reeve joining us in the studio. We'll be talking about the John C. Reeve Memorial, second annual, right? Yes, sir. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later as well as uh, your racing and everything else you got going on. Uh, lots to get to tonight. We have an update on the Dirty 30 coming up at Sandusky Speedway. We'll do that in just a moment. I was going to say, let's do it two or three times, just, well, yeah. just so everybody knows. It's important. People, yeah. I'm a little out of breath. I've been, I've been running laps around the building for the past, it's really been only about 10 minutes, but I've been you running You just fast. want to make sure that you're in shape to keep up with your kid, right? Yeah. Ryan Weekman is off uh, today, so I yes. didn't have a weekend weather uh, pit, pit stop, stop forecast. So uh, I texted my uh, connection over at uh, Channel 11 to see if uh, see what was going on. She said, oh, yeah, Ron, uh, Ryan's off today. You want Robert Shields to do it? I'm like, okay, but I need it like in two minutes. Well, so he okay. recorded it, and it sounds like I think he uploaded Ryan's uh, forecast from the week before. If not, I have it on my computer up in my office, and I'm going to post it uh, on our Facebook and uh, wherever right but, after. But if done. he uploaded ryan's forecast from last week it's, it's probably close pretty close to the yeah. same yeah we can play we still have that yeah so uh before we get to anything else let's um let's uh, let's talk about the dirty 30 we just had some uh, breaking news that came out yesterday it's our breaking news music oh you don't have headphones though there's breaking news oh, gotcha. playing right. right now <laughs> um breaking news due to some scheduling conflicts the Hammerdown Racing Report Dirty 30, scheduled at Sandusky Speedway, originally for, well, it just keeps getting louder, originally for October 3rd, has been rescheduled for Saturday, October 12th. And we're expecting big things because it's, Sat- not, it's Saturday, not on a weekday. Saturday's anymore. a whole lot more user-friendly for racers and fans, so I, I'm thinking we're going to pack the place, Scott. Hope so. Are you familiar with the uh, the Dirty 30? I've heard about it, but I didn't know what it was all entailed. I figured I'd had to hear about it down the road. Well, I'll tell you about it right now. Here we go. If you, if you don't know, we're going to be racing uh, three classes, mostly dirt cars on the asphalt. Sandusky Speedway is an asphalt, uh, almost a half mile track. Uh, very, very similar to Martinsville. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the local truck teams uses that track occasionally to get set up for Martinsville. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, we're running dirt late models as the uh, featured class with dirt late model rules. So they'll be running dirt late model tires. Uh, the Fremont trucks and the Oakshade bombers are going to be in a combined class, and uh, front wheel drives are going to be a combined class of dirt cars and pavement cars. To clear up any confusion on the truck and bombers, um, 
a couple of folks had called me saying that they knew for absolute certain that the rule said any 8-inch tire. No, it, it absolutely says any 8-inch dirt tire. So those classes have to be on a tire that says that, that is a regular dirt tire. Okay. And, uh, again, tell all your friends, in case they're not listening tonight, uh, the date has changed. Originally, it was scheduled for October 3rd, uh, which was a Thursday night right before the Budweiser Cavalcade weekend there at Sandusky Speedway. But some scheduling issues came up, so it has been moved to that following Saturday, October 12th. Gates will open at 3, hot laps at 4, autograph session at 5 o'clock. So if you're a fan, come on out and get your favorite uh, Dirt Racers autograph. Ron right. Miller will be there. He'll be That's signing it. autographs. Even if I'm not your favorite, you get my autograph. <laughs> That'll be at 5. And racing will be starting at 6 o'clock. So it will be a, a little bit of an earlier start uh, getting that late in the season. I think it's probably a, a good idea. Yeah. Start at six. So 3 o'clock, gates open. 4 o'clock, hot laps. 5 o'clock, autographs. 6 o'clock, we're racing. Uh, we haven't discussed yet if we're, we're going to do the show there or not. We should could probably do a little thing maybe during the, the autograph session. Right. Do a little live on location there. I'll have to make sure our live equipment is available that day. I forgot to check on yeah, it. And we can... It should be, though. Yeah, we, we can tape some stuff, too, and play it back on following Thursday. So, so a lot we can do. Yeah, so if you want more information, I've updated... Uh, some of you may already know, because I did this about an hour before we came on. I updated the uh, our, I our website and uh, the Facebook event. You saw that. Uh, so you knew. You knew ahead of time, Ron. I did. Uh, again, it's uh, October 12th. It's a Saturday now instead of Thursday. And that information at hammerdownracingreport.com. There's a page there. Everything's been updated. We have a few more uh, folks to uh, add to the list of uh, racers that are planning on coming out for that. Brad Merritt out of Huron, uh, going to be competing in the front wheel drives, as well as James McKay out of Parma, Ohio. And Mark Keckenmeister out of Finley will be uh, in both his uh, late model and uh, truck. That's it. Running two classes. So. Uh, I, I, I've uh, I've talked to a couple of people um, just today that uh, said they're they're pretty excited about being Saturday. Do you give kisses? Karina Belcher says she'll get your autograph and a kiss. Absolutely. Wow! And you approve? You approve, Mrs. Miller? Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. As so long as she so gets to watch. Autograph. <laughs> it'll be an autograph and kiss section. Uh, session yeah. uh, at the Sandusky Speed That's <laughs> it. October 12th. With Ron Miller only. <laughs> so, if, other drivers if they want to. That's up to them. I'm not promoting I'm kissing anybody. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Got you in trouble the last time, didn't it? I don't know about that. Uh, so that's, uh, again, hammerdownracereport.com. All the information's on there. Rules, times, uh, admission prices, everything uh, you need to know. Uh, and if you want to, if you're planning on coming out, you haven't signed up yet, uh, there's also a link to a form on hammerdownracingreport.com. Uh, Chris Mize would he would feel more comfortable seeing you know if there was a huge number of drivers that are intending to come out. There's no right. uh, there's no um, what's the word I'm looking for commitment. Right. To, if you fill out that form to be there, it's just if if you're planning on it, you're thinking about it. Go ahead and fill that form out. Uh, give us an idea of car count. I have all the names listed on that page as well uh, of all everybody that has uh, signed up. It's getting there. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, like you uh, had been mentioning before, that need to see a flyer uh, that aren't online. Uh, they, and, they may not know. You know, for that 
So I don't tell know, your friends. A dozen or so that, racers yeah. in this area that don't listen to Hammerdown Racing Report. We need to get the word out to them. There's a dozen? That many? Well, it's a big area, and it's that's a true. lot of racers. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, make sure to... I need to turn that off. Make sure to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on um, Twitter at Hammer Report. Uh, and again, we're available on all all major podcasting platforms on demand. And we're live on uh, YouTube, Periscope, and uh, Facebook Live. That's the one right there, yeah. The one you're Although looking I think at. that YouTube didn't work last week. I apologize to our YouTube viewers. <laughs> Something happened. Um, how about we uh, get right into uh, last week's uh, racing action? Okay. Or, no, let's talk about Ron Miller race cars. Ah, let's talk about the racing action. Okay, I guess we're not going to pay our bills tonight. Oh, we will. <laughs> Last week at uh, Attica Raceway Park, of course, it was uh, two nights of racing, the Brad Doty Classic, the rescheduled deal, uh, also the uh, Attica Ambush, kind of a combined deal. Uh, former guest Buddy Kofoid led the first 37 laps in uh, Friday night's action, but uh, Aaron Reitzel passed him. Take the victory with Tim Schaefer finishing second. Kofoid uh, finished third. That's uh, all-star circuit of champion uh, action as well. Uh, Friday night in late models, uh, Doug Drown picked up the uh, win and was crowned the late model track champion. On uh, Saturday night, the 10,000 to win Brad Doty Classic Big uh, box. action. Yeah. Same thing happened. Reitzel passed uh, Kofoid again, and uh, he didn't win, though. He suffered with some mechanical issues in lap 28, turned the lead over to the uh, eventual winner, Zach Zierfoss, and uh, Schaefer finished second again. Kofoid was third again. Was third again. Yeah. Third, three is a good number for him this uh, this past weekend. Uh, 2002 Brad Doty Classic winner Alvin Repke won the 305 sprint feature, uh, which concluded uh, racing action at Attica this year. For the year. Yeah. Jamie Miller, who was uh, a guest a few weeks ago, won the uh, 305 track championship, and DJ Foose was uh, crowned the 410 track champion. Now, I wonder if Miller is uh, on top of the uh, 305 AFCS points. He was. That was really close, yeah. And that uh, that ends up this weekend. Yes. At Fremont. Final event for that. Flat Rock was in action. They had uh, one of those night of destruction things. Kyle Worley won the school bus figure eight in front of a standing room only crowd. Guy Fire. That's a cool name. I like that. It is. Guy Fire. He was the uh, Street Stock feature winner. Billy Early won the uh, regular figure eights. Dave Lambert was the winner of both the flagpole race and the boat figure eight race. Oakshade Raceway. What an incredible race that was. Tra- track, track was a little bit different. And, boy, Scott, you <laughs> couldn't have asked for any better racing. There were Three wide racing for the lead. Most and, of the way around. Most of the, yeah. most of the race. And, uh, actually, winner... Dusty Moore, who picked up uh, the the victory there in the late model feature, American Late Model Series event 2000. He's going to be our guest in the studio next week. Really? Yeah, I didn't I haven't told you that. Surprise! Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm really pleased. Dusty Dusty's a good guy, and uh, he seemed a little excited about that. Yeah, uh, did, a great donut after running over the, coming off the scales. He uh, held off Ryan Missler and Casey Noonan uh, to pick up that win. Terry Rushlow was your bomber A main winner. Uh, Brandon Gregory got by Jerry Signer late in the UMP Sportsman featured to win that. Corey Gum was back in victory lane after an off week uh, the week before. He had some bad luck uh, in the compact. Steve Reeves uh, was declared the Bomber B-Main winner after Jeffrey Jessup failed post-race inspection with illegal tires. I think he knew that going out, though. I think so, too, because he, 
that was pointed out during the heat race right, that he won right. as but well he, with the you know there. they had come to us and talked about buying some tires then they thought well we'll just go out and we won't run top five and then apparently he decided we're here to race let's race all right um sunday but they did like the racetrack did they yes will they, they be did. back with the right tires you think probably that's not good news for me that's not good news for me so what'd they all change then hmm? what'd they change on, t- on tires no on the track because i mean you just, I, I believe that they cut it up a little bit during the week watered okay. it um even the appearance of the track was was different, Kevin. Uh, normally during hot laps, you can see some light spots. The track stayed dark looking all night, like like there was moisture there. And the weather uh, helped too, with the well, clouds and the the cooler temperatures. Yeah, but, which uh, was nice. I, we I haven't had, had much of that. This year. I had heard that they did something a little bit different, and, and the, well, the track worked. was good. It worked. Dust was down too. Dust was down too. Yeah. Really good visibility. Right. Yeah, I've heard uh, some guys in the stands so that the track was was really good. So. Just curious to see what they heard they yeah what they done and and uh, whatever they did I mean rock on whatever they did all summer Keep long it. it's been pretty much a bottom feeder track and and it wasn't that way Saturday good Eldora Speedway hosted the Earl Baltus Classic uh, American Late Model Series Season Championship on Sunday with uh, World of Outlaw regular Ricky Weiss taking the win Schlenk finished uh, in front of Noonan to win the American Late Model Series Championship Brian Ruhlman was uh, the modified feature winner. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, Brian's got that one figured out. He also got the track championship uh, in that class as well. John Matheny, is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. We'll go with that. He was the Eldora stock winner. Uh, Ernie Woodward finished in second and won the track championship there. So big weekend uh, for them down there as well for the World 100. Yeah, they Starts tonight. Yeah. We'll be talking a little bit more about that. Uh, World of Outlaw Morton Building Late Model Series action. Uh, they were at I-96 last Thursday night. Brandon Shepard won the uh, rain-shortened feature. Uh, he went again the following night over Ricky Weiss at uh, Sharon Speedway. Saturday's action at uh, Sharon was postponed to Sunday, and then it was eventually canceled due to rain. And I do know it rained because I was at Cedar Point on Sunday. and Got wet? Well. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the series is off this weekend because of the World 100. Their next uh, race is at State Line Speedway in New York. A uh, week, uh, two weeks from tonight, Thursday, the 19th of September. Uh, Tim McCready won his first Lucas Oil Late Model Series event Friday at Ponderosa Speedway. Every time I hear that, I want a steak. Yeah. I, I miss Ponderosas. Are they yeah. around? There's like one in West Virginia. It's yeah, like the only I, one I know Nothing of around. Uh, anyways, not related to the Speedway. Uh, Ponderosa Speedway, uh, Tim McCready led all 50 laps to uh, win his very first. Jonathan Davenport led all 50 laps at uh, Portsmouth Raceway Park in the Bob Miller Memorial on Saturday. Sunday's Hillbilly 100 at Tyler County Speedway was dominated by uh, Josh Richards. He led all 100 laps to win the uh, event for the first time. Doesn't sound like very exciting racing. No, it really does. I was just going to say that that sounded really boring. Yeah. 100 laps, no lead change. But at least it was three different winners for the weekend. Uh, coming up next for them, uh, they're off this weekend as well for the World 100, but uh, their next action is the 16th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Nationals at Knoxville Raceway in Iowa. That's coming up uh, next weekend. Yeah, the uh, 12th through the 14th. Okay. I had to think about it. For some reason, I thought that was this weekend. I'm a week ahead of myself. 
Uh, Logan Schuchart won his fifth World Outlaw feature of the season Friday night at Skagit Speedway. He followed that up with another win Saturday, uh, also at Skagit, leading, leading all 40 laps. Darren Pittman won in Monday's action at Grays Harbor Speedway. Uh, they're over in the, the right, West Coast. Uh, I think Washington. Yep. Doesn't that pretty much wind up their Western tour? Brad Sweet. Nope. Won, uh, he won last night at Williamette Speedway in Oregon over David Gravel and Ian Madsen. Coming up next for them, uh, tomorrow and Saturday, they're going to be at Silver Dollar Speedway, which is in California, and then uh, Wednesday at uh, Placerville Speedway in California. And I think that wraps up their, okay. their uh, West Coast. Then sweat. they start heading south a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. I didn't look at that. I didn't look beyond that. Um after the action uh, uh, Friday and Saturday at Attica, the uh, Ali's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions headed to Wayne County Speedway for two shows. Sunday's Pete Jacobs Memorial was rained out. Again, I know the rain. It was there. Uh, but uh, Monday night in the uh, Rick Sisson Memorial, Cap Henry led all 30 laps to take uh, the victory over Aaron Reitzel and Buddy Kofoid, who finished third again for the third time of the weekend. Rick Sussong was uh, a tire dealer over that was way. He? he passed away recently. Okay. I believe that was uh, Cap Henry's first uh, All-Star win, too. I could be wrong. I thought I saw that. Uh, coming up for the All-Stars, uh, Bedford Speedway in uh, Pennsylvania. That's tonight. Port Royal Speedway uh, is tomorrow and Saturday. And then uh, Tuscarora. Oh, it's the Tuscarora 50 weekend at Port Royal Speedway this weekend. Tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, in ARCA action, Kristen Ickes, uh, Ickes led, led uh, from lap 10 on in the Southern uh, Illinois 100 on the dirt at DeCoin State Fairgrounds. I didn't watch any of that. Did you see any I of that? I didn't see it, no. Uh, their next race is, uh, race is coming up on Saturday the uh, 14th at Salem Speedway in Indiana, 7 o'clock on MAV-TV. Denny Hamlin appeared to win Saturday's Xfinity Series race at Darlington, but he was disqualified after failing post-race inspection. Bad breath, or uh, I think I read that uh, it wasn't the right height wasn't right, or something. It was, uh, it was too low. I don't know what it was, but bad breath. Where the hell did that come from? Well, what does that even mean? NASCAR has <laughs> been coming. NASCAR breathalyzer. NAS- yeah, that's it. NASCAR <laughs> has been coming up with so many crazy rules, Scott. It wouldn't surprise me at all. You are a little cross-eyed. You fail. Yeah. You uh, can't, Chris. You can't kiss the queen. Uh, Cole Custer was uh, named the Xfinity Series uh, winner. Then uh, the next ra- race for the Xfinity Series is the Indiana 250 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway Saturday, four o'clock on NBC SN. Eric Jones picked up his very first NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series win. Uh, in Sunday's Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington. I watched a little bit of that. You know, too much. I didn't get to see much other than the opening ceremony, a couple of laps, but the place was packed, Scott. Yeah, I did it, notice that. It, I was surprised. I was like, know, look at all the people. It was and, like Bristol. Well, and, yeah, the Bristol spring race was terribly attended. The The, uh, the Bristol night race was spectacular. Uh, I, I just uh, Matt it, says, uh, Matt Swander. Flag guy says that uh, Hamlin was disqualified because he was, oh, was too low. I thought I thought he wrote was too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses, Matt. Sorry. Never mind. It's not as funny when you said too low. Yeah, he was too. He was. I thought he was being funny. Never mind. Okay. Um. Next race uh, for the Cup Series, the Big Machine Vodka 400 at uh, the Brickyard at Indianapolis Motor Speedway Sunday, two o'clock on NBC. 
In uh, IndyCar action, Will Powers led just under half the NTT IndyCar Grand Prix of Portland on Sunday, and it was the half that counted because he won. Uh, next race uh, for the IndyCar Series is, I believe, their season finale, the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca on Sunday, the 22nd of September. So they have a few-week break before their final event of the year. And some other uh, random notes. Rusty Schlenk uh, was the winner uh, Friday at uh, I-96 in the American Late Model Series uh, event there. And uh, John Ivey took uh, his 305 sprint to Tri-City Speedway last uh, weekend to race against the 360 sprints of the Great Lakes Sprint Series. On Friday, he started 10th and finished 2nd. In a 305. This is, against this is the from, 360s, yeah. From, this is from Dave, yeah. Dave Kemmer gave me this uh, little tidbit. And then on Saturday, he started ninth and finished fourth. So not too shabby yeah. for the old guy getting around there. A couple of uh, regulars here on Hammerdown yeah. Racing Report. Excellent. A um, few uh, racing news-related stories here before we talk uh, directly to Mr. Kevin Reeve. Making him wait through everything here. Uh, Just a little tease. The IndyCar uh, 2020 schedule was released on Sunday, and to no one's surprise, Pocono has been removed from the schedule in favor of a night race at Richmond International. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. They they used to race there. It's the first time series uh, will race there since 2009. I don't remember them racing there, but that wasn't that long ago. Uh, Ten years, Scott. That wasn't that long ago. Um, then it'll be 11 years next year. That's the the only new addition uh, on the schedule uh-huh. this year. I know there were a lot of concerns about the uh, the safety issues at uh, Pocono with right. the, the big crashes they have there, and uh, apparently they just uh, they well, couldn't. and the speeds there with the Indy cars is it's it's just crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I understand What's, them taking that off the schedule. Talladega was not on the schedule for them. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, there will be a. Uh, all the races uh, for the IndyCar 2020 uh, season will be on NBC and NBCSN, which will mean that uh, the schedule had to have a three-week break starting after the Iowa Speedway race in mid-July for coverage of the 2020 Summer Olympics from Tokyo. So they had kind of to schedule around the okay, Olympics well, for next year. all right. <laughs> How come racing's not an Olympic sport? Could be, huh? Yeah, shouldn't it be? I mean, all that other crazy stuff is our Olympic sports. Yeah. A lot yeah. of that stuff's not even televised. It's a valid point. Kind of yeah, like IROC, right? IROC was great. I miss IROC. So the BC39 midget race at the uh, dirt track at MIS, or MIS, IMS, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the little, uh, right. uh, was it, one-third yep, or off, quarter mile? Off in... Turn three, I yeah, think. Yeah, a little dirt track. Uh, they did this uh, last year for the first time. I think uh, it was a record for a USAC midget race. I think they had uh, over 100. This year, uh, only 90 entries, but still, I think that's good for like the third most for a uh, USAC-sanctioned midget race. They raced uh, last night. Did you see the uh, video? Uh, oh, I did that on Twitter. You're not a Twitter guy. No. Nah. Well, uh, incredible finish there. Did the you hear about it? The video's pretty cool. You saw yeah. that? You got to watch the video. The video's pretty sweet. Everybody, uh, there's like three cars, and two of them rolled. They're all racing for the lead. Right. Two of them flipped. Yeah, uh, well, when I saw the flips, I wasn't sure if they were going to keep going. Yeah, well, <laughs> checker it, or if they were going to go caution and one more lap. or. But uh, no, I, that was... that so, was. And Kyle Larson did a 360 and, and ended up uh, winning yeah, last was, night. So that's uh, going on again tonight. I believe uh, the racing starts about 745. Yeah, yeah those guys didn't take any prisoners there was no question <laughs> about that man 
Uh, do you hear about East Bay uh, Raceway Park? That uh, I is keep hearing going rumors. to be sold. Here's the story. I did some research on this. Okay. Uh, first, a little history. East Bay Raceway Park, of course, hosts all those races. Uh, Tampa, Florida, the, the, the Winter Nationals down there. Usually right? the kickoff to the season. They race for, like, what, three weeks straight? Right. All kinds of the UMP Winter Nationals or whatever they call it uh, goes yeah. on down there. Sprint and cars and everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. So uh, the track first opened in 1977. It was a quarter mile, then it was a half mile, and now it's a one-third mile dirt oval. Uh, as I said, it hosts a slew of races uh, the end of January through February each year. Mosaic, which is a mining company that produces fertilizer, sulfuric acid, electrical power, phosphoric acid, and uh, flor- fluoridation ingredients, a bunch of stuff, uh, they have uh, entered into an agreement to buy out the Speedway in five years, in 2024. The track is not sold yet, but Mosaic will have the option to buy the facility and most likely expand their mining operations instead of uh, running a racetrack. A statement from East Bay Raceway Park was uh, issued reading, 2VHL Promotions Incorporated doing business as uh, East Bay Raceway Park has signed an intent-to-purchase agreement with Mosaic. This agreement means that Mosaic has the right to purchase our property outright in five years. We still own East Bay Raceway Park and will continue to operate and race just as we have for the last 17 years until that date arrives in five years. Mosaic will not change or have anything to do with East Bay Raceway Park's operations until this five-year agreement has been exercised. So and, nothing's going to change and, and yet. And that's not even etched in stone. So they it, just have they the right to out, do yeah. it. Right. But I wonder if the track can back out or if it's just totally mosaics I th- I th- at their will. We have a, a real estate expert with us. G- <laughs> given right. what, given um, what you just heard, Kevin. I believe from from what I've been told, I mean, I don't know logistics in Florida, but um, I believe that each party could back out of the contract. It, there might be a stipulation in their clause stating if East Bay decides they don't want to sell, they can they can opt out. Maybe some money's exchanged. Who knows? Um you know, it's just interesting to hear. I mean, I was in Florida not too long ago. My uncle lives in Tampa, sure. and my uh, aunt lives in Tampa too. And Tampa is really growing, and uh, where they're at, you know, it wasn't just a matter of time before they probably got bought out. Why would they? They've uh, got a mining company. I, yeah, I guess the mining company, from what I read, uh, owns the property like behind the track or adjacent, somehow adjacent, adjacent to, to it, the right. track, and they they can't really expand because of the track. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. kind of it's just a block. But why would they even announce that or say that? You know, why would they just keep it quiet and then maybe five years down the road say, "Okay, we're selling the track." Well, probably more than likely, they've decided, "No, what we're going to look at this opportunity, see what presents itself. We're going to let the fans know, let the drivers know, let the let everybody know this is this could happen. If it does happen, it's going to take five years. So we got five years guaranteed. We're going to be here. You know, six year we might be here, might not be here. Who knows?" Yeah, I wonder what the possibility is that they could replicate the racetrack somewhere a little farther out of town. Well, that'd be, I mean, we're, um, isn't it Bubble Raceway Park for sale? Is it? Well, uh, it I know was. that there, 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 I were, was, some, but. There, there were some financial difficulties there that entered into that picture, yeah. So that might be an opportunity for somebody that is, like, if you look at East Bay, say, okay, let's just continue, let's go to Bubba. You know, and try and that's that. just up in Ocala, so it's. I don't, I'm not sure where it's at technically, yeah. but if it's up north of there, it might be yeah. an opportunity for somebody to say, you know, let's take this to to this area and run it for a while. Sure. All right. Well, we'll see what happens in five years. 
with the East Bay Raceway Park. And I'm we'll, sure they'll find some place to race. And we'll be here to there. tell oh, you yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll, we will race somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sure about that? Uh, one uh, final thing here. Uh, <coughs> I believe this is how you pronounce his name. I, I apologize if uh, it's, I'm screwing it up. Antoine uh, Hubert, French uh, Formula 2 uh, racer, uh, which is uh, Formula 2 is one step down from uh, Formula 1. It's kind of like what Xfinity is right. to a uh, cup. Uh, he died in a terrible accident at Spa Franco Champs at Franco Champ. I don't, I don't speak Belgium or whatever they speak in Belgium, but that's where that's at. Was in Belgium, and uh, he was in a, in a crash and I guess uh, succumbed to his injuries. Yeah, he, Hubert was the uh, 2018 GP3 champion and sat on the Renault F1 team's Junior Driver Academy. He was only 22 years old. Wow. I saw another video, though, that said that they got those halos now. Right. That uh, some of the debris from the crash saved the lives of, like, a couple of the drivers. Like, some of the debris hit that halo bar. That splitter. So, right yeah, that, fr- that, that yeah. Like yep. bar in front of them. Then Correct. Halo, but it yep. hit, like, that bar that so it didn't hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. So, well, seems like that would be, if that was in your field of view, that would be yeah. a little distracting, but... But I suppose it's better the, to be alive than, and, and distracted than dead and not distracted. Sure. So uh, let's uh, move forward on that note. Uh, Kevin Reeve joining us uh, in the studio. Thanks for making the trip out from Hanover. Which, big city. Which is over by uh, Jackson. South of Jackson. South yeah. of Jackson. Okay. Uh, you got a big event uh, that's coming up uh, this weekend. It's actually the, the second time, second annual. Yes, sir. Uh, John C. Reeve Memorial. Uh, Saturday at uh, Butler Motor Speedway, and uh, well, tell you tell us about it. And yeah, how tell it all us came about, about tell us about John and. Uh... <laughs> well, so yeah, so I'll give you a little history about Dad. Um, Dad started racing in 1968. Um, raced all over the state of Michigan, really. Um, went to Indiana, Ohio, and stuff. And what did uh, he race? Uh, he ran he ran late models back then, but then he switched to modifieds, the old the old modifieds back then. Right, the, the upright modifieds. Uprights, like, and they had... Like up, they ran at Butler. Yeah, and, they had uh, uprights, and, and they had the two divisions. He ran one of the divisions. He ran them for years. Um, when he got out of racing, we, we started traveling a lot. And then later in his life, he decided he wouldn't go back into a car. And you know, he raced, oh, God, it was 68, you know, on and off, and... Uh, Enjoyed the sport and loved it. And dirt racer, or asphalt. He did a little bit of asphalt. You know, maybe about about two months. Hated oh. it <laughs> and uh, popped the windows out and um, went back to dirt. And then he ran a super late for about a year at Springport um, in the late nineties. So he did that for a while, and uh, we started racing a lot. And um, you know, I started slowing down a little bit because of you know other commitments and stuff. And he got back into racing and. And unfortunately, uh, he passed away at the racetrack in 2017, after the feature, actually. I do remember that. Yeah, just kind of an unexpected thing, and um, caught us off guard, that's for sure. So uh, how did the, the, the memorial race come together then, for the first time last year? I mean, how did, um, who'd you have to talk to to make that happen? So basically, I talked to, I had, um, after Dad passed, we, I had a friend of mine reach out to the track and said, hey, we wanted, we wanted to do something the following week after Dad passed just to say thank you to the people that reached out to us and so the support we got from the racing community. And through that, it kind of turned into this, what can we do to honor my dad's legacy? You know, what he'd done, you know, um, for so many years and what he loved to do, like just like yourself, Ron. You love to race, you know, and you've done it for years. That's what we do. That's what you just, do. Just a couple of years. So, yeah, just a couple of years, you know. So 
this kind of talked in, started working on us, working on it. And last year we started it and had a really good turnout of cars, had a good fan base. Um, we were worried about weather that night, but we had a we got a we got a window, and uh, we pulled it off and uh, decided let's do it again. And uh, so we made some more changes, you know, a little more purse money, um, and gonna do it again this Saturday. Uh, was was his number forty five? Yeah, that was forty five. Yep, and he had shirt. Yeah, he had a unique number because when I was growing up, he had a lady come paint numbers, and she used stencils and you know old sure. school stuff, and uh, to see that number re recreated is just it brings back a lot of memories because he had that number that style of number for I'd say probably twenty years of his racing career. Well, the reason I ask is because the uh, the uh, the amounts to win all end in forty five. You got the sprints uh, paying one thousand nine hundred forty five, uh, modifieds one thousand four hundred forty five, uh, street stocks eight hundred forty five, mm-hmm. and uh, three hundred forty five for the front wheel drive. Yeah, and that's something that we thought of when we first brought this deal in: is say, let's how can we incorporate the forty five into this event? And that's how we thought: let's do this. Let's make instead of making it fourteen hundreds, do fourteen forty five. And then a buddy of mine actually designed the checks this year, and he took the 45, made it my dad's logo, the actual number, you know, and put it on the checks. So it's it's pretty cool setup, and uh, yeah. And it sounds like a pretty good payoff for all the classes. Yeah, all the classes are pretty good payoff. We actually went up this year. Um, we actually have dashes as well. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what's uh, the format? Is it so just basically, a regular? The, the format is regular night. Um, you draw to, you draw when you get there. And if it's 30 cars, say there's 30 cars there that night, you're going to do top two at each heat race, go to the dash. Uh, winners will redraw for the starting position of the dash. Second place will draw second, and then that'll fill that dash up. If you win the dash, start on to pull the feature. If you finish sixth in the dash, you start sixth. If you finish uh, third in the first heat race, you start seventh. Everybody, there's going to be a quiz at the end of the show. Yeah, so, so sure write that down. Well, <laughs> my thought is, is you get so many, so many people asking questions about so many different things, and to me, it's it's the most simplistic way to do it, and it, it just you know where you kind of know where you start before you can go up to the window. Well, and it sounds exciting for the fans too. Yes, yes, and that's what and we every, want. Every race means something. Yes, every race means something, and my thing was is growing up. You know, Dad always talked about the past. You know, he brought us some old some old slips from uh, Manchester Speedway. Right. And these old racetracks that didn't exist anymore and, and the payouts and just the different things they were doing. And, and I said, you know, if we can incorporate all this and, you know, maybe not pay every single race but pay a dash and then pay the features. And then we got lap sponsors as well. For each lap, you get 20 bucks, you lead a lap. And I'm like, that's great, you know. And then, you know, my dad, he finished eighth in his last race. So that position pays $45 more in each division. Oh, pretty cool. So it, so it's something to wear as a unique twist on everything, but my, my firm goal on this whole situation is is to make, um, if you're on the racetrack, you get a chance to make some money. If you run good all night long and you win a lot of races, you're going to take home some money. That's what we're looking for. So why... What was the thinking in making it, uh, you know, so it's for all four classes, not just for the sprints? Or you know. well, Dad raced a street stock towards the end. Of his last his last race, he ran a street stock, and I was going to do a street stock special, and I just didn't know because there's so many different rules for street stocks. You know, to be honest with you, I mean, Oak Shade's sure. different, Butler's different than Oak Shade. Now Michigan's starting to kind of kind of uh, mesh a little bit to make it uh, more more uniform. But at the time, I'm going, how can we get 
a big race for street stocks. And I just couldn't figure out how to pull it together. I said, you know what, just do a whole event because, you know, my dad knew guys in sprint cars. He knew guys in modifieds, uh, street stocks, and also four-cylinders. Well, you can't have raced that long and not have a bunch of friends everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a funny thing you say that because when he was going to the racetrack, my brother and I would show up later on at the track last year he was racing. And what I found out later on after he passed away is he'd get there. He'd pull in with a truck and trailer. He would never unload the race car. He'd have four or five guys show up. They'd unload the race car for him. He'd go drive on the golf cart and go talk to people. <laughs> Why so not? I'm like going. So so that was like okay. Let's let's incorporate everybody. And that's and that's sure. where it kind of come into play. So what did why Butler is that uh, what you guys uh, consider your home track? Yeah, Dad's raced at Butler since the sixty since sixty eight. He's okay. he's bounced on different race tracks and stuff, but he always went back to Butler. It's always our home place. Uh, if we weren't racing late model someplace, we'd go to Butler and watch. Um, so, and because he passed away there, it's kind of more of a fitting to make it. It's to kind continue. of attached to it. Yeah, it, it, it's attached. There is actually a, a spot that uh, where actually Dad passed away at. There's a spot that they have marked, and it's they ma- manicure mm-hmm. it, and it's it's uh, there's mulch, and it's there every day, and they light it up. So, it's just a cool little spot. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's it's very. It was nothing that I thought of. And it's actually interesting. A friend, a buddy of mine's daughter maintains it, and I just found this out. So, oh, nice. goes out there every weekend and makes sure it's it's uh, it's clean. And and it's actually interesting because there's a nobody can nobody can just park there. That pit spot is, okay. is not available. It's in the pits, is where that is. Yeah, but it's okay. not available. That pit spot is not available for anybody to purchase like, or park. It's like, that a, spot it's like a number being retired. Retired. Yeah, yep. it's kind of it's just a, you know this is just kind of like a, it's not really a sacred spot, but it's like this is where things are at, and you don't you don't go across this line. Will we see Kevin Reeve racing this weekend? You will not. Um, okay. What? Well, yeah. What? What? Uh, what do you do? Uh, what are your responsibilities? Basically, the, you know, I'm the guy that uh, you know. I guess here's a lot of the complaints and and tries to figure stuff out with the track <laughs> and work together and make things happen. Um, but my main focus this weekend in this event is not me. It's about my dad and about the race and about the fans and about and about what we're trying to do. Is is you know you know when I first started to now what I want to give these young people coming up, give them an opportunity to race for some money and give them an opportunity to do something different they may not do on a regular Saturday night. So my main focus is let's make sure the race goes smooth, let's make sure it pushes through to get people in and out of there as quick as possible. And if we have any problems, address them, fix them, and move on. So how much uh, pool do you have as far as uh – Track officials go um, making any calls. Are you part of that at all? Or is yeah, just I was last year, and and uh, actually it's funny. I called the track owner today to, to do a couple of different rule changes, different things to change, and they agreed to it. They've been really good with me um, about what ideas I've had and what I want to change. Um, and it's nothing to to make anything bad. Or I just I want to just try some different stuff and for this event only and see how it works. And yeah, they've they greenlighted about any idea I've had. I mean. So I can't. There's no complaints there at all. <laughs> so that uh, the John C. John C. Reeve Memorial, uh, I can talk. That's uh, this Saturday, September seventh, at Butler Motor Speedway. Uh, I just wrote down the racing. What time do the gates open? You know, uh, actually, we just we just talked to the track. They're going to open at three thirty. Three thirty. And if you if you have a street stock, you will get tacked because we've had some guys call from different places. Uh, looking to look out for that guy that was at Oakshade last week. <laughs> yeah, well, my <laughs> thought is too is they opened up a rule for the transmissions, and we got a couple phone calls from some drivers and said, "Hey, that's you know, what are we going to do 
if other guys come in and they aren't really are meeting our rules. And I said, well, we got to get a guy in there to to enforce it, mm-hmm. you know. And I got a buddy of mine that volunteered on his behalf to uh, to do this. So it's uh, so that'll be taken care of on that side of it. So. Well, and the 410 rules, the sprint car rules, they're pretty cut pretty, and dried, yep. modified, same deal. Yep. Um, like you said, there's some definite wiggle room with, with the street stocks. Yes. Are you going to be a little bit more lenient, hoping to bring a good field of cars? You know, it's or, a, it's, it's funny. I asked a question on the way down here. And, uh, you know, it just depends. I've really put out there that if they want to come race the event, they need to talk. They need to get on the website, check the rules out. If they have any questions, you talk to the track. You need to get a hold of the track sure. personally. Um, if somebody comes in and it's a gray area, we'll see what happens. But if it's a, if it's a direct, you know, violation of what the rules state you can run, then I'm going to have to say, unfortunately, guys, I want you all to race, but – you got to hear the rules because, you know, when they announced the whole transmission deal, I put it in the driver's hands. I said, you guys make a decision on what you want to do. If you want to allow this rule, then we'll run with it. If you don't, then we won't run with it. And I got 99% um, yes, let's do it. So, but on the flip side of that, you open up a can of worms for other guys to come and try to sneak something else in. So that's that's the the give and take of the situation. When you put money up, people people, people will do show. things. Yep. People do things to try and win that money. Yes. <laughs> so basically, it will be the track rules. Yes, it's basically the track rules on the street stock division. This track rules. Besides, you can run a direct drive transmission, Burt, Bryn, Falcon. Sure. Oh, one of those type. The four cylinders. You got to get on the rule book to to check those out. And obviously, modifies are UMP, Sprinter, four ten. I think also universal rules. rules. Yep. Also rules. Yep. So and actually, sound like we got quite a few guys have called. Um, again, you know, from uh, Canada, you know, Southern Ohio, um, they're calling to get some information. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. John C. What, what, oh, go ahead. Oh, what's the tire rule for the uh, street stocks? Uh, they're an American racer. Okay. Um, I don't know much more about them than that. They've, we've ran them for years over there. It's been the same compound they've ran yep. on the state of Michigan. I think everybody in Michigan runs the same tire. Is it the P metric one? Yeah, it's, it's okay. something. Yeah, it's a P245, yep. I think. Yep. 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 So okay. it's, a, it's a good tire. I mean, it is. Like, so most guys in, in Michigan run that tire. So um, I think when you get across the line, you get into Hoosier country. Right. But Yeah, no, that, that, that's a great tire. It's a hard tire. It yes. uh, seems to last very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So the John C. Reeve Memorial is this Saturday at Butler Motor Speedway. Racing will start at 730 again. Uh, Kevin Reeve with us in the studio. And uh, we were talking a little bit before we started, as I was running around all over the place. Yeah, you're running around with your head cut off a little bit, <laughs> um, but it's all right. You said uh, you took the year off uh, racing this year, um, but uh, we've seen you race, uh, I've seen you race uh, the, the late model for quite a few years in the past. Uh, what's uh, what's what's uh, up with your racing program? So after last year, I kind of made a decision to take a year off. Um, you know, obviously my, my past, my father, you know, things had changed. A lot of things were on my shoulder now. Actually, my wife and wife and I's shoulder. And her and I had talked about some stuff, you know, in depth. And we just made a decision and said, hey, you know, let's just take some time off from this. And we bought my dad's house and we we're fixing, you know, now we're having a baby due in January, you know. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Yay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we have so many things going on. It was just, it wasn't the time. And, and honestly, late model stuff, I love late models. I always will have a, a spot for them in my heart, but I do not like where it's going. 
and I'm not going to spend the money you guys are spending. Amen. Don't, don't, don't start this. This is going to be a whole thing. He'll be with you. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't understand what why it's going the way it is, and I'm not going to do it no more. And I decided, you know what? I've ran a lot of tracks in Michigan. I've never ran down in Indiana, you know, in the in the modified stuff. So I ran a modified in 2011. So I bought this uh, car off Todd Sherman out in Albany, Indiana. Brought it home and uh, been changing it ever since and uh, making adjustments and. And just got the body done pretty much and uh yeah just just picking away so what was uh what was your last race then uh berlin actually at the american ethanol series in the late mile in the late mile yep okay so your most recent uh, racing has been in the late model yes that was the last time okay. when, I, when i stepped out of the late model i kind of had a feeling it was my last time in the car and that in the late model so is your late model gone you still i sold it? it yeah i went to pennsylvania great guy wanted it um which was fine i just it was time you know, it was just, you know, Dad and I ran late models for years, and it was it's kind of changing the guard to a point. You know, we, we ran the year after he passed. It was it was my wife and I, you know. We're the, we went to Illinois and Wisconsin. It was just her and I. And my wife was a, was a rock, and she was awesome. But it was just so hard on us, and it was just it needed to be done. And I said, you know what, we don't have the time to do this right now. So let's just take some time off, find something else to buy that I can race, and just do that. Now, when you were running the late model years ago, you were, was it 117? 117, yep. Was there any significance behind that number? Yeah. So I was 17 <laughs> when I first got into a race car, and I got into a late model at Springport Speedway. First first race car I ever in. And um, so that's kind of where that number came on. And my dad offered me the late model, and I said, no, let's go run dirt. Let's figure out the dirt stuff. Because at that time, I heard, I'm, I'm sure Ron can tell you this, test this. If you run the dirt, you get better on the asphalt. Eventually, I was going to go asphalt racing. That was my main plan. Well, even in NASCAR, the, the guys with really good car control came from dirt. And that's, and that's my, my, exactly my point. I said, let's go run dirt for a while and see what happens. Well, we ran dirt for in street stock for two years. And about that time, Joe Doro and Butler, and he brought the UMP late models in. And Dad loved those cars and... Next year, we bought a late model and ran late models pretty much ever until 2011. So that was probably, uh, so I was, um, God, 19 with that. And then 20 years old with that running late model. Yeah. And then running the late model, there's other guys that was 17. And I got tired of dealing with it, so I just uh, threw <laughs> one on it, and I've been 117 ever since. Okay. You still running 117? Yeah, I ran 45 the last year for dad because I didn't know what, I mean, you know, what do you do, you know? The, a person that has helped you get so far in your racing career, how do you how do you say thank you? Yep. You know you just, you can't say thank you. you know, how do you do it? So I said, you know what, we're the the family number for the year. My, my brother ran that number, my dad ran that number, and you know, I ran it. You know, and it was kind of symbolic. And you know, I go back to my own stuff in the late in the modified. I'll put one seventeen back on, and we'll put forty five on the wall. All right. Retiring that number from the family then? Well, I will, yes, um, depending on what I have in January. It could come back out or it could come out no matter what, you know. So, But my nephews have considered racing and stuff too, so there's a possibility it could come out eventually. So what is, uh, what's the plan for uh, next season as far as racing? Is, do you have a plan yet? Not uh, really. Uh, okay. The biggest thing is, is uh, you know, get get through this year, this year get, to, get to January and get, get, get the baby out. Get the baby, I get the baby here, and then we'll discuss. Put the baby in the driver's seat. Yes, uh, baby comes first, <laughs> and uh, that's just the most important thing right now. And get 
get the baby here and uh, get the house, get the house and stuff done too. That's the big thing. So, is there any plans to do any racing though next year? Or um, you know, <sighs> is it possible you'll take another year off? Or? It's possible. I mean, you okay. never know. I'm I'm not really. I did the ethanol series because I'd never run for points, and I glad I did the the glad the points deal. But after doing, it, I realized why I didn't do it, and I'll never do points again. And uh, so that kind of gives you an opportunity to, to bounce around, do what you want to do. Points are something invented by promoters to make the racers feel like they have to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and that and that's and it's that's, a hook. Yeah, and, and I think Ron gets you know it's just. There's nothing wrong with points because I think there's certain things that points do to get people better. But also in the long run, it brings you down, in my opinion. You know, if you don't get an opportunity to go bounce around and get and see different competition, how are you going to get better? Well, from a track's perspective, you want those racers to come back each and every week mm-hmm. and put on a show. So. Correct. You do. Because yeah, they're right. your family. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh would you ever run in uh, maybe the third annual John C? It, it just depends if the situation presented itself to where I could get in a car. I had one oppor- I had an opportunity and a modified also street stock this year to, to jump in a car, and I just didn't feel that I wanted to turn over. I wanted to make sure it was what I wanted, so I said, you know what, I'll sit back. It's not about me. It's about my dad. Let's make this about dad. So if I get in a car, it's not about it's not about dad. So this way here, it's about my father and about the family aspect of the the track and everything, and and that's what's most important to me right now. Okay, one last question for you that I got. Uh, what, is there one memory of racing with your father that sticks out most to you? <laughs> um, maybe one you could pick. Oh, man, there's so many so many memories of my father. Um, the one that uh, sticks out to me, and you're gonna laugh this one, Ron. So we were running street stocks. And I really haven't told many people this, this story. We were on street stocks back in the day, and it was the first street stock we built. And um, he had to run a bolt, bolt-proof bell housing. Sure. So, and I guess the my dad, he, he was very stubborn. It was going to fit. Okay, The transmission was going to fit in that bell housing. So he was grinding down where the housing set up in there sure. so he bolted in there. Well, every time he'd grind it, he'd put a transmission and break the air off. He kept, he broke four transmissions in a matter of three hours, and I'm I'm like I'm 17 years old and you know I have no clue what's going on. I've never done this before in my life, and I'm watching this. I'm sitting on the just kind of laughing, you know, because this is kind of like I've never seen this in my, in my life. He grabs the fourth transmission, brings it out from underneath the car, picks it up, and throws it out in the yard. Of course, me being a smart ass, I grab a tape measure and I yell out 14 feet. And I get a beep, 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 beep out of the... And I just said, hey, you know, I want to, you know, make sure you got some good distance. And beep, 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 and <laughs> door shut down, and, and beep, 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 away he went. He ended up getting it fixed. He just grounded out a little bit. But that was one of the one of the stories. And the, the other one that I have that sticks out in me is we're going to Canada. And every time we went to Canada, we always had something at the border. And I remember this distinctively because he, they asked him, you got any, you got any tobacco on your... My dad looks at this guy straight in the face and says, no, I'm looking at the front of the window, and there's two cartons of cigarettes <laughs> sitting on the dash. And he, okay, away we went, you know. So little things like that, you know, just make uh, make you smile. Did you and your dad ever get to race together? Um, actually, no, we didn't. No. Um, my brother did. Um, basically, when I was getting into racing, he was transitioning out because he had a, he had a, his back was bothering him pretty bad. Sure. And um, so I think he kind of thought, okay, I'll throw Kevin in the car, 
you know, because Jack raced for years, and then Jack mm-hmm. decided, you know, I'm a, I'm, he went and did a little li- different life pattern. Was you know, got had a family and stuff. So I jumped in the family hot rod. Dad jumped out, and uh, we never we had the same car. We could run street stocks together, but we never raced together. All right. So it's kind of a it's something I wish we could have done, you know. But at the same time, I understand why now. That's something that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Racing with your kid. Yeah, I'm sure if it was to happen, I'm sure Dad would adored me, and I'm sure I adored him once. But you know, is what it is. Most likely. That, yeah. That reminds me of something that happened this weekend that I really I'm, hold on. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, again, the John C. Reeve Memorial Saturday, September seventh. That's a Saturday at Butler Motor Speedway. Racing will start at seven thirty. Uh, and again, Kevin Reeve, thank you for coming in and uh, sharing your stories. Thank you, I appreciate everything. it. I do want to reach out to some sponsors real quick, oh, if that's ahead. okay. Uh, just gonna give me a few seconds here, and I will get them. We have a ton of last sponsors uh, for this event. Uh, we have Corn Cornfed Construction is, is sponsored a ton of laps. We also have JTD Racing, Bevard Motorsports, Elite Construction, Lomar Racing, My Uncle Dan and Wayne Gale are sponsored laps as well. Uh, Rusty Schlink sponsored laps. Um, Ritten Seamless Scouters, McFeeders Racing, Burroughs Septic Service, uh, Stephanie Zeman, uh, BJ LePratt, um, Mad Dog Racing, uh, there's a memory of Dean Carpenter, Daryl Wolseley, and also I want to thank um, a couple other sponsors as well, which is going to be, once I find it, um, they are, of course we try to find something you can't find when you want to, you know. Of course not. Of course not. So, um, like, a, like a weather forecast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, we need to thank um, uh, Roberts Auto Enterprises out of Coleman, Michigan, for sponsoring the event. Uh, we need to thank uh, Dennis Craft Construction. Uh, we need to thank. I don't want. Just don't want to miss anybody. Um, let's see. Also, who else is on there? Uh, my sister's uh, family is on there. Fritz family, um, uh, Flint Trucking. Uh, Sherman Enterprises, uh, Jim Coffee and Sons Plumbing, RC Pro Shop. And I know I'm missing one other person. And I, I got to find it. After all those, After there's all still that, I got, there's, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's been so great to see all these people come on board at Avast and, you know, and, and really making this event really what I'm looking for. And that's, and it's awesome because I love, I love that. I, uh, and I suppose you should thank the Garrett family for allowing. Yes. This to happen. Yeah, Bob and Chris and them guys, they've they've been great with my family about letting us have this event and it's been it's been wonderful that they that they've can let, let us continue to do it. Let me have the rain that I'm looking for to do all these things. Um so yeah, here I found it. So Dennis Craft Construction, Glory to God, Auto Repair, Roberts Enterprises Incorporated, Flint Trucking, RC Pro Shop, Production Realty, Sherman Enterprises, Jim Coffee and Sons Plumbing and Heating, and Fritz Family. Um, not these guys, like I said, there's this wouldn't be happening. And uh, I also need to thank one more person, my wife. She is the rock behind all this. When you sit back and all the stuff that comes in sponsor wise, she's got a spreadsheet. She's an accountant by trade, so everything's got spreadsheets. Oh, so yeah. and it's it's amazing to see her work. But without her, this wouldn't happen either. She is uh, she's a rock. So I want to say thank you, honey. Love you, and I'll be home soon. All Very right. good. Once again, Kevin Reeve, thank you for uh, coming in. Looking forward to seeing you back in a race car, too. Yeah, thank you, guys. That'd be nice. Uh, Gene Steele asked how the Dirty 30 is coming along. Uh, for those of you that uh, missed the announcement at the beginning of the show, again, the uh, Hammerdown Racing Report Dirty 30 at Sandusky Speedway. The date has changed from Thursday, October 3rd to Saturday, Saturday. October 12th. So it's going to be a Saturday. Racing will start an hour earlier. It's going to be at 6 o'clock. All the information, again, at HammerdownRacingReport.com. And we're excited about it, Scott. It's pretty cool. Okay. 
This is, I like this. It's a little behind there. Yeah, so we're we're live, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a little delay. <laughs> we could create an infinite loop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so again, due to uh, scheduling issues, that the Hammerdown Racing Report Dirty Thirty with featuring dirt late models, uh, the Fremont dirt trucks, Oakshade bombers, and uh, front wheel drive dirt cars versus the asphalt yeah. guys racing on the asphalt at Sandusky Speedway. There now, is not going to Saturday. be dirt put on the track. Correct. It's going to be asphalt. Whoa, Saturday, whoa, whoa, whoa. October so for, 12th. So for all you guys that have always wanted to try racing. So I got a question for you. That's why this is you, a different event. Yeah. What made you decide not to put dirt down but make them run dirt tires? It's a dirt, This is a Chris Mize thing from Sandusky Speedway. Okay. I think he had something to do yeah, with it Kevin, too. The, the thing is we want a lot of guys to show up but we don't want a, a huge amount of expense mm-hmm. um i've got a fair amount of experience at sandusky in all kinds of weather whether it's he's won a lot of snow whether it's a lot of snow or or 50 <laughs> degrees but uh lm30 lm40 as long as you're good at tire management um those tires are going to be there all 30 laps uh same thing with the trucks uh and and the oak shade bombers uh, as long as you don't get stupid, you're going to be good. And Scott, what's what's the distance on the uh, the trucks and bombers? Do you remember the distance? Oh, how, for how many, how many laps? laps? Yeah, I don't know that we uh, did. We come up with that? I don't remember. If I it just was... know we're doing thirty for the late models. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Rem- I thought it was twenty. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Let me uh, let me uh, pull up the Dirty Thirty race info page. And it probably won't say. It probably won't. While you're doing that, uh, I had somebody ask me if there's a place they can access all the sign-ups. Yeah, right on that same page, the page I'm looking at. Does it it give the names? It has all the names. Ron Miller, Steve Miller, Scott Robertson, Jimmy Ward Jr., Nate Potts, Mark Kackenmeister. Those are your late model guys that have signed up. Charles Hummer. Did he sign up? You said he did. Did I? You said that he... uh, Did I not put his name on here? That's probably the case. Sorry, Chuck. And Chuck Hummer, um, Kurt Dickey, Dylan Burt, Corey, Corey uh, McCoy, Scott Hammer, assuming Ron fixes my car. Oh, he John will. Young, James. Uh, You've got Henry, an in there. Adam Dybel, Mark Kackemeister, that's the Trucks and Bombers guy, Stephen Polkak, uh, Corey Gum, Chris Stevens, Chris Nicastro, Brad Merritt, and James McKay. Those are our front wheel drive guys. Chris Mize would like it if uh, you uh, would. Uh, Click Sign on this, up. Click on this little thing here on our page. Uh, register for the Hammerdown Racing Report Dirty 30. There's a little button there. It takes you to Sandusky Speedway. Uh, if you have any intention of coming out, because he, he wants to see more names than even right. what we got right He's, now. So, And there's no, there's no obligation if you if you fill that out. It's a real simple form, just name. If something happens you know. and you can't make it, we're not going to come take uh, your firstborn. Yeah. What's the person stuff? Yeah, uh, first, I'm glad you asked, because that is also on the page. Yeah, that's a, that's and, a huge uh, one there. Yeah. The uh, late models are paying 1200 to win, just as pretty much a regular purse for the late models. Uh, trucks and bombers are running for 400 to win, and there's a pretty big purse for the front-wheel drives. They're 800 to win. We have a ton of them cars. You have a ton of those. I think so. So and the complete bring, bring them to Sandusky on complete October payout is 12th. on there. Well, there you go, Dirty Thirty. Hammerdownracingreport.com. Just click on Dirty Thirty Race Info up at the top, or if you're on mobile, it'll in the little menu it's on there we'd appreciate you spreading the word up there no problem no problem we'll pass it along it's amazing to see the four cylinder class when they first brought this out i said oh what's this going to be and it seems like every every track's got them now you know in some shape or form and it's amazing to see how 
these cars have developed and where they find these cars. Oh, at. we were pretty instrumental when when the front wheel drive cars yeah. first started at Oakshade, and I'll tell you what, the speeds are are scary now. I know, compared, it's like, like how yeah. they get them to go as fast as they do is beyond me because it's like <laughs> this is a four cylinder, you know. But yeah. hey, whatever works out for them. Breaking got, news. Got some more breaking news from uh, unofficial uh, Hammerdown Racing Report correspondent Matt Swander uh, sent this over. Uh, a uh, announcement from Montpelier Motor Speedway over there in Indiana. Track owner Harold Hunter had emergency surgery yesterday for kidney stones. Is currently recovering per doctor orders, thus canceling the races for September seventh at the Montpelier Motor Speedway. Uh, they will be back in action on the fourteenth. Oh. You know, so. they've had a, a hard year with the weather, and then now this. I saw him. something earlier that uh, the Boss Sprints had uh, canceled. Canceled. Yeah, I saw, I saw that yeah, today. Is that so. supposed to be this weekend? Yes. This okay, supposed that, this weekend, that, well, so. there's why then. Yeah. So thanks, Matt, for uh, bringing that to me. So the Boss Sprints gave him kidney stones? Come on, Scott. Tie that together. <laughs> Let's move on to how many. <laughs> Last week's how many were uh, how many. Uh, we, uh, this is something we do every show. We kind of guess uh, how many for well, just bear with me. All right. Last week's how, I'm, how many I'm was suspense? How many 410 sprints were going to be at uh, Attica Saturday night for the Brad Doty Classic 10,000 win show? Um, Kathy was our winner. She picked in, the in studio winner. Yeah, the in studio winner. Yeah, we have two winners. Uh, she picked 52. Uh, the number I came up with that I found was 37. Actual. I think that was, I think there may have, yeah, we'll go with that. And uh, our online winner was uh, John Young, who picked 45. He really? was the closest there. Uh, and it's not closest without going over. He was just closest yeah. to the number because uh, Dean said we could make up our own rules. So according to Dean Henry, he wins a Big D's pizza, courtesy of Big D. John Young, you got to find Dean. There you go. So Dean Henry, John Young, you guys get together. I think you, you have commented in the past. So uh this week's how many actually if dean henry brought it here we could tell john if it was any good we could and i'll bet it is yeah i don't and it would be more impressive if it was still warm by the time we got it here oh they have those little boxes for delivery we have microwaves too yeah we can warm it back up yeah Um, Yeah, dean anything but anchovies this week uh how many is uh we're gonna do the world 100 how many late models will be at eldora on saturday night for the world for the world yeah did the number typically go down some people drop out because tonight's the first the, night. The year I ran it, they did. They, okay. You saw a lot of empty spots come Saturday, which I was surprised by. Okay. So that's what we're doing. We're doing Saturday's numbers, which may be lower okay. than Thursday and Friday. Um, we'll, we'll let Kevin, uh, you get to play this week. Uh, All how many, right. How many so you think is going to be there? Today we have, what, just around 90, right? 92, I, I think. 92. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, 85. 85. And if you'd like to play along online, I can't guarantee a uh, pizza next week unless Dean chimes in. I'm not sure if he's... But you'll uh, certainly get an attaboy or or an attagirl. You can feel free to leave your guess in the comments, and whoever guessed the number, if there's uh, the same guess, whoever guessed first will get that number. That's it. Get credit for it. Uh, So Kevin's got uh, 85. What do you got? What do you got, Kathy? 78. 78 for Kathy. Okay. No, low, but uh, in, in honor of the McCune family, I'm going with 88. All right. Now, if you were 86, I was going to kick you. <laughs> I'm going to go with 86. <laughs> oh, you're going to kick then. <laughs> that seems like a safer number. Go right in the middle. All right. So we'll see who uh, will be the winner next week. 
Uh, let's see, William Clapp Jr. has already guessed 98. So Woo! He thinks that number is going to be going up. And, and you never know. You, never, you, you don't know that weekend. You just don't know. So speaking of uh, racing action this weekend, before we wrap things up here, we'll go through this weekend's uh, racing action. Of course, tonight is uh, World 100 night number one, 10,000 to win, twin 25 uh, late model features. Uh, racing started about six minutes ago if they're on schedule. Tomorrow night, Fremont Speedway back in action after it's been almost a month, a month since off. they've been off. Yeah, with the fair and everything else going on. Uh, they're back in action with Kistler Racing Products Attica Fremont Championship Series Championship Night. Again, the final uh, night for the Attica Fremont Championship Series, which I think has been a pretty phenomenal success for uh, for those guys. It has. Yeah. So they will be uh, crowning the 410 uh, and 305 champion in the sprint cars. Dirt trucks are also part of that schedule. I guess uh, there was a, an issue. Originally, they weren't on the schedule, but they had a misprint on their website that had them on the schedule, so they decided and that misprint we're going to And trucks. that misprint had been on the schedule a yeah. long, so, long time. So it will be the 410 sprints, 305 sprints, and dirt trucks tomorrow night at uh, Fremont Speedway. Gates open at 4. Racing will start at 745. And uh, General Mission, uh, a pretty great deal there, 10 bucks. Yeah. Get you in the door there. For you know, pretty stand-up pretty stand up decision on the part of uh, Fremont Speedway owners or management uh, to take care of that the way they did. I, I thought that was pretty cool. What, uh, didn't they only, the Fremont only, only run Saturdays? Yes. So it made them go to Fridays? Uh, Attica's done. I'll say, okay. Attica four. finished up last week. Okay. Makes sense. I'm surprised. Um, and they have uh, Johnny Oxter Day, I believe, uh, is tomorrow night. Gotcha. What, so, what how, so how come... Um, Attica shuts down and Fremont keeps going. Why well, we don't shut down around the same time or start? We talked to uh, Rex Lejeune about that, and I think it was just they don't want to because Friday night's uh, high school football. Okay, and that they, makes sense. They don't yeah. want to compete with that. Yep, especially in that this area, Northwest Ohio, it's huge. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's still pretty big up on Michigan too, right? Yeah, we got we got Ann Arbor and Lansing there. We got some big big schools there. Yeah, just a couple U of M and I'm talking high school. Uh, high Friday school, night. You got, well, you got Jackson High. Yeah. High, uh, high school Christie. football's yeah. big deal around yeah. here. Yeah. It's not as big up there compared okay. to up here. They're, it's crazy about it. They're crazy about it down here. So that's why they, they shut down. They just don't come. They start way early, too. They start uh, like the last Saturday in March. Yeah. And it's always still snowing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they just don't try to start in April. <laughs> but that's something. why they start early because they finish early. early. So go blue. Uh, <laughs> what? As a Spartan, I. I'm done talking to you. Uh, Eldora Speedway in action again tomorrow night with uh, with some more 10,000 win twin 25s. That's night number two of the World 100. Gates open at noon. Racing will be at 8 o'clock at Eldora, and general admission is 29 bucks, $34 reserved. Saturday, Flat Rock Speedway will be in action with the Vault Antiques and Treasures 250-lap Enduro Championship. Street Sox and Bandoleros in action as well. Pits open at three gates at 4.30, racing at 6 p.m. $15 general admission there. Oakshade Raceway in action with the Bill Reckner Memorial. UMP Sportsman, Bombers, and Compacts uh, will be in action. Gates open at four, racing at seven. Uh, $14 general admission there. Sandusky Speedway, championship night there with the Modifieds, Lake Erie Stocks, Renegade Stocks, Beginner Stocks, Gates Open 4 Racing at 7, General Mission, just 10 bucks. Uh, again, that's Saturday night at Sandusky, Fremont. As I mentioned, uh, Johnny Oxter Day, vintage car racing going on, and Eldora, the the World 100, uh, 52000 to win. That uh, will start at uh, 7 o'clock 
That's when racing starts. The gates actually open at noon. Uh, and if you want a ticket for that, you're going to pony up 40 bucks or 45 for reserve seats. Now about to uh, the, the pay the bills at Ron Miller Race Cars. We will be at the track Saturday with Bomber Tires, but uh, we're going to be a little bit late. We have a uh, social function we need to go to. What? Yes. Something else? Yes. Racing? But we, but we, no, there is nothing racing. We're just going to be a little light. That's right, because you're not going to be racing. Right. Speaking of which, uh, you but had wait. a little issue on Saturday before we pay the rest of the bills. Okay. In your heat race there with uh, with Steve and, and another driver that tried to make it four wide and ended up with you and Steve uh, wrecking. And, yeah. And I, it looked like you were showing your appreciation to a particular driver. I wanted to do that right in front of the grandstands, too, so there was no question about me being... Okay. A little PO. And, and people noticed. And really? You, you got a little uh, little uh, warning there in the receiver. You settle, got a warning? Settle down, Ron. You got I a think. warning of the receiver? Imagine that. <laughs> wow. I didn't think that actually would happen. What yeah. do you think, Kev? I've had it happen a few times, but I didn't <laughs> think you'd ever get that to happen. It happens. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, I just didn't want there to be any question about it, Scott. Speaking of tires and fuel, Hammer yes. Down uh, Racing Report Dirty 30 again. We were uh, yes. we had a little meeting yesterday. We were talking about that. Have you? Is there going to be a uh, parts truck and or fuel yes. available? Yes, yes, yes. At the um, at Sandusky Speedway and, on the 12th. Uh, I, I gave uh, the folks from Dipman Motorsports uh, the phone numbers. They were also trying to negotiate uh, having a parts truck there. Uh, for the cavalcade so that that is a possibility but uh for sure that we will have parts and tires uh or parts and fuel uh, for the dirty 30 30. yes sir so don't have to worry about that i know at the uh hangover race there is no fuel or or parts trucks and and maybe the dipman family will take care of that'll change this year Okay. Anyways, back to uh, what you were saying. You're going to be at Oakshade this weekend, Ron Miller Race Cars. Yep, with uh, with tires for the bombers. So, okay. if if you need any tire, special deals on tires, probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but if they do need tires early, I suggest they get a hold of us tomorrow because we will be pushing opening time on Saturday. Okay. Uh, John Young uh, says if we have. Uh, on the show as a guest he'll bring uh, the pizza in the share we should make that a like a that should be a a rule a stipulation if you want to come on the show you got to bring a pizza that was that would work hear that dusty more next week little caesars dusty little caesars <laughs> hot <and> ready <laughs> oh come on you didn't say what kind of pizza that's true i didn't uh well, I was running around before the show uh, trying to get our weekend weather weather pit stop. Apparently, Ryan Weekman was off today, which uh, is why I didn't get it. And uh, Bobby Shields over there uh, decided to fill in. Right. But it was about at 6.50, and I didn't have uh, time to get it loaded in. So um, how are we looking this weekend? I'll up, we'll upload that to our Facebook page separately. But uh, for right now, here's your forecast. Tomorrow, it's, 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 like, it's like fall. Yeah, but it's... But consistent it's fall. Yeah. It's not raining. It's not raining. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and uh, right here in the WTOL weather app, it does say uh, tomorrow evening, Friday night's action at uh, uh, Fremont. Or, yeah, Fremont and uh, Eldora. It's going to be a great evening for high school football. So really? I'm thinking that means it's going to be a great evening for racing as uh, well. Absolutely. 74 is the high, 56 is the low, so it's probably going to be... Uh, yeah, bring a jacket. Bring a jacket with you. Same. Uh, looks about the same on Saturday, only a 10% chance of rain. 
uh, just says partly sunny, cool, and breezy. I think we'll be good for everybody yep. on on Saturday. Uh, next chance of rain, and it's even a, just a thirty percent is Sunday. So, um, yeah, bring a jacket with you, and you'll, we'll be good to go. I don't think we'll have any canceled races in our area this weekend. Nope. So, and that's it. Next week on the show again, uh, late model racer Dusty Moore, who picked up uh, the final American Late Model Series uh, race win uh, this past weekend, and that was LJ. a great race, Scott. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, it, so we'll have him in the studio, talk to him, and hopefully he'll bring a pizza. He deserved it. Uh, again, the John C. Reeve Memorial going on this weekend at Butler Motor Speedway. So uh, make sure you check out that. Um, where can they get more information? I they know can, Butler's uh, got it on their website. Butler's on the website. I'll want to do a Facebook post probably tomorrow, letting everybody the times and the, some of the rule changes and also – you know, some of the other things that goes along with it. No, that Facebook page would be? Um, it's just my personal Facebook page, oh, Kevin, Kevin Reeve. Kevin Reeve, um, with, without an S. Without an S, yeah. Don't, Kevin not, Reeve. Not Reeves. There's only one of us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you call Kevin Reeve back our Facebook page, and we'll have it up. Probably but if morning. somebody's referring to you and your wife, then it would be the, the Reeves. Yes, technically you're right, the Reeves. But if you want to get me worked <laughs> up, you call me Reeves and we'll <laughs> – Yeah. All right. So it's John C. Reeve. Singular. Singular, yep. Memorial, second annual. Is it going to be a third annual? You know, there's, uh, you know, it's interesting you say that because uh, I didn't know, because you never know what's going to happen. But I had a phone call today uh, from a gentleman that said that, uh, he said, uh, you know, what's your plans for next year? I said, who knows? He goes, well, let's talk after this, after Saturday. So Ooh. we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd love to keep bringing it, you know, get it bigger. I'd love to make it a, a bigger event. Um one thing I just forgot to mention, too, we are doing a thing for the kids. Um, if you are going to come to the racetrack, you'll get a ticket. Um, I'm not sure what age you're probably under 18. You'll get a ticket for the kids, and we're going to give away T-shirts and stuff uh, for the, the kids. The T-shirt you're wearing? Yep, one of these, okay. yep. And then, actually, we had a gentleman uh, um, sponsor a T-shirt, and we're going to have guys driver sign it, and we'll give that shirt away. So, like, five shirts are going to be given away to the kids. So, nice. um, that was pretty pretty cool. Dad always liked uh, doing stuff for the kids, and, and uh, yeah. Very good. The future uh, racing fans that'll bring their kids eventually. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for uh, coming in, Kevin Reeve. Thanks, again, guys. Like appreciate I said, it. Look forward to seeing you back in a race car sometime soon. 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 Okay. Not sure what year, but soon. You're not retired, though. At least. No, I'm not retired. Um, I told somebody if you see me buy a race car and you see a picture of the fuel cell, it won't be too long. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to Dave Kemmer for uh, helping out with all the news and everything else he does. Thanks to Matt Swander, too. Why not? He's been yeah. shooting me a bunch of uh, things. Again, next week on the show, Dusty Moore will be in the studio. Uh, if you're interested in uh, being a sponsor of Hammerdown Race Report or you just want to say hi, shoot me an email, scotthammer at iheartmedia.com. Visit hammerdownracereport.com. Uh, any show ideas or anything, too, you can stop into Ron Miller Race Cars. I can be an intermediary between you and Mr. Hammer. There you go. And uh, we'll be back in the Ron Miller Race Cars studio next uh, Thursday night, yes, 7 o'clock. Show number 100. That will be big show 100, our centennial. Triple digits. I don't, I don't know what we're going to... We should. We need a cake. Somebody should bring us a cake. Yeah, okay. Dusty, bring a cake. <laughs> cake and pizza. Cake and pizza. Might as well bring ice cream, too, and don't forget the plates. <laughs> and it probably will be our last show, because we're not allowed technically to have food in the studio. And I'm not sure we can hide it with all the cameras <laughs> in here. Probably wouldn't work very well. Nobody will know. All right. We're, we're out. out of here. Go See you next week. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio.
Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 